right there because you, I'm not sure if you know this, this isn't the first time it's ever happened in Chartographer's history. Uh, this is part two. What? Part two? What do you mean? I don't know what that voice is. We just had so much to say about the queen of pop herself. Madonna. Madonna. Now, guys, here's the other thing about this. This is part two episode. If for some reason, like, okay, so they only covered some of the albums in part one and they haven't even got to the Happy Hour Minnesota yet, what the fuck's going on? Listen, guys, you have to listen to part one. You yeah. literally have to because we only rank four albums. I'm not going to tell you what they are, we but we only ranked four <laughs> albums. We have nine we left. we talked about over half of Oh, my them. God. The so... debate we had, this is, it's like peas in a pot. It's like Godfather part one and part two. It's like Home Alone one and Home Alone two. It's like, you know, Battle Field Earth and Geely. They just go together. So, guys, we're, I mean, that's why we're entering our debate. In case you don't know, like, right the cast of characters, um, I'm Evan Saudi, of course. They might know me as an editor of Pop Matters. You probably know me as the host of this podcast. I can't do it without this guy over here, Taryn O'Reilly, the co-creator of this motherfucking podcast right here. Yo, 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 giddy, yo. Oh, my God. Uh, and then <laughs> over here, we have a very dear friend, uh, the magician himself. I'm going to keep calling him that. Uh, Chicago actor, wonderful person, Jericho Blue. He is here in studio. Welcome. He is dropping so much Madge knowledge on it. Madge Madge It's like Madge Libs, but with Madonna. I think there's a crane. Blank loves my pussy best. You could fit any any producer that she's doing it. Tico <laughs> loves my pussy best. All right, so guys, Orbit loves my pussy best. <laughs> he actually does though. Uh, so guys, <laughs> we are down here. We are. I, I won't tell you what we rate the other albums. At. I'm just gonna tell you that we are down to 1983 self-titled album. We're down to Like a Virgin, Like a Prayer, Bedtime Stories, Ray of Light, Music. American Life to Conventions on the Dance Floor and Hot. Okay, I I mean I think Yes. At this point I think it's between either Madonna, sorry, or uh, I can part with American Life at this point. Yeah, I think we should part with American Life. That's definitely where I'm leading. I mean we talked about it for number twelve, so Yeah. It's and, and I and It's I gotten think, high enough up there. And I think feel, I would be yeah. I would definitely um as much as we talked about Madonna self-titled, it could it could go at eight after that. I'm actually I'd be totally fine with guy. That. Okay, so listen, part two is going to be twelve seconds long. <laughs> no, it's a bunch... we haven't even. Oh, broken girl. Listen, into... all right, listen, guys, because all I can say we 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 could do this podcast in four minutes. Because I don't know if you know this, we only got four minutes <sighs> to save the world. Uh, so guys, uh, let's go ahead and put it here at number nine. Now, if you're wondering why, if you're listening to part two for the first time, you're like, well, you haven't really talked about it. Why are you putting American Life? We talked about it at number nine, and why are oh, you putting we? the self-titled? Uh, guys, we fucking talked about the fucking albums. Okay, so just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and also listen to it because it's such a great. I mean, it was such a substantive discussion, and that discussion led us to where we are right now, which is discussing and number. We... Bedtime stories. Seven. Bedtime stories? I'm actually... Actually, here's my last thing about bedtime stories. Okay. And I didn't think of this until um, my boyfriend brought it up. Okay. What do we think about, like, bedtime stories being, like, pre-Spice Girls? Define. What the fuck does that mean? 
Like, what if, uh, listen to those songs, but think of it as Spice Girls songs. Don't some of them sound like they could easily have been on the self-titled Spice Girls album or Spice World? Don't Stop could have easily been a Spice Girls song. I'm sorry, are you trying to make the case that that's a good thing? I'm just saying that <laughs> even though it's not maybe one of Madonna's best, I still think she's in this realm of where she's defining the sound. And okay, like okay, she's, sure. Because if you think about it, because for the longest time, I was like, I think I would enjoy these songs more if someone black was singing. I was like, if this was a Mary J. Blige album, I just think the songs would make more sense. Like the the I'd Rather Be Your Lover song. Like if Mary J. Blige was oh, um, singing yeah. that, I just feel like that would have just been a, a really good song. But they're not. But they've got all of these like 90s kind of harmonies and everything with them, which kind of sound kind of very Spice Girls-y. So... I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, do we think that it affected how, like, the Spice Girls sound? Because the Forbidden Love song kind of reminds I mean, me of, like, the Spice Girls song Denying that's on Spice World. I I think... Am I, I getting in a maybe, weird matrix right well, here? No. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying that the sound isn't there. I think you're giving the album a little too much credit because I think that's this sound existed before 1994. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, like, Madonna definitely, like, she was going, she was like, okay, this is what pop music sounds like right now. This is the album I'm going to make. And in fact, I, I kind of regret letting us put self-titled below it. I, I'm not going to necessarily make us switch it, but I don't. Bedtime Stories really doesn't do much for me. I, it, it kind of all blends together. I would actually agree with that like I look, i'm looking at i'm looking at that we actually have the track list pulled up right now for it in front of us uh, and i'm looking at bedtime stories and i don't i i don't know what i'm getting out of it like i can because here's the thing at least when i listen to erotica i know specifically what i'm getting when I listen to music i know what i'm getting and even if i'm listening to american life a i'm probably in jericho's car and b i'm uh, in all likelihood <laughs> I, at least i know what she's going for and again i can even say about mdna i at least it's a terrible album but i at least can see the intent right I can you see still the know intent. what you're getting. Yeah. Bedtime Stories is an amalgam of mishmash, of, uh, you know, a pile of songs thrown yeah. together. And and no, actually, I revised my earlier statement. I want to put it below self-titled, if you guys will let me do that. I just feel like <laughs> self-titled is just so, it's just so there. Like, I could easily never listen to that album again and, and, and be fine. And that's how I feel about Bedtime Stories. In I don't fact, know. I, 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 I'm going to tell you right now with full confidence, I'm never going to listen to any of the songs on Bedtime Stories again. I just really love Bedtime Stories. Uh-huh. I think the video is something that only she could have pulled off. The the Mark Romanek directed weirdo fucking And wasn't it for the longest time like the most expensive video? Mark Romanek does that a lot. He also did Scream by Michael Jackson. Well, Jack yeah, uh, which I could totally see he that. He also did Rain by Madonna too. Which is also Rain. Loves. Um, I just, I really, every time it comes up. And my sanctuary. Okay, I do, actually, I'm sorry. I really I like, like that one, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who needs the sun when the rain's so full of life? Like she's using those contrasts in there, but you know, I'm I'm good. I'll let it go right here if we can keep self-titled there because okay, I do listen. agree yeah. with the 
Don't Stop, Survival, all of them do kind of sound in the same thing. Yeah, exactly. The ones that stand out, I think, are Forbidden Love. I think are bedtime stories, and I think are sanctuary. Right. And but we're not single. And well, I'm gonna throw in a, a controversial and amazing idea out there, guys. We just locked in bedtime stories at number seven. Are we then? Because if you listen to part one, you know where it's going, guys. Are we okay with putting Rebel Heart at number six? For me, that feels about right for Rebel Heart. Y- yes. That because fe- you think about it, it's a, her most recent album. It's way better than it had any right to be, especially with the albums that preceded it. Uh-huh. But it's like a song. I mean, like it's it's not perfect. Uh, there's a song called Illuminati on there that you don't need to hear again. It's not Jay Z or Beyonce. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> it- <laughs> It is. There's. Uh, I mean, there's still some great songs on there, including "Living for Love," the best uh, song she put out in ten years. Uh, and I, well, maybe. No, no, that's about yeah, right. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Okay, okay. cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, guys, so in that case, Rebel Heart number six. But now, guys, what are we down to? I'm glad you asked. Like a virgin, like a prayer, ray of light, music, and confessions on a dance floor. Okay, guys, this is where the shit gets real. I feel like we've, we, I feel like we've broken, we've broken the ranks. We've broken the barriers. I yeah. feel like everything, regardless of the order, I feel like everything that was six and below is, should be six and below. I honestly mm-hmm. feel like, I know Jericho disagrees about True Blue, but I really feel like what we're left with are, the they're best. really good albums. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely, like, these are undoubtedly going in where my top five defining yeah. Madonna. Yes. Defining Madonna. These are where her biggest hits are from. These are her, like, her landmarks. Most, her landmarks and also her, like, as when you're looking track by track by track, this is where you find her consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. There are, like, on these albums, with a couple exceptions that I'm sure we will mention, they, it's like great song after great song. But the other thing I want to point out that I think is really interesting is that this is actually... Because we've done other artists before where we've ranked their discographies, and usually we usually pick certain albums from a particular era when it comes to the top points. This These five albums spread from 1984 to 2005. Yeah. These are it's five... really her whole r- career. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, Which so she, is so impressive. Right. Well, and then if you... If you, if you count Rebel Heart. Number six, it's, it is literally her whole career. Like, the year after she did... Her second to album her, to her 14th album, basically, yeah. at this point. Yeah. So that's, that, I mean, that's incredible. To just stay relevant and to just stay aware of, of what's going on in your surroundings at this point. My God, I felt like it was like at the end of the 90s when Cyndi Lauper started doing cover albums. Right, yeah. And that's the only thing Annie Lennox has right. been doing well, for 20 years. Totally. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, really, really, yeah. look at, when you, when you go to the 80s and you look at her contemporaries, no one else is still putting out big, commercially relevant pop moments like Madonna still is. With something new to them. Yeah. Changing up her sound. Yeah. And still Still. wearing it like it's her own skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that being said, the magician is here. I feel like we buried some of his babies already. And so I want to just, I really right now, I want to be, I'm really so curious because I have thoughts, but I could be swayed so easily. Yeah. Jericho, what do you put at number five? You had your druthers. Like a virgin. I think I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I think I would agree. I think, actually, I think we're 
all in perfect agreement with that. Let's talk about Like a Virgin real quick, though. Yeah. Uh, now, again, this is where I feel like she's still in her early vocal days, mm -hmm. but this is the first album that feels like uh, she has a personality. Uh, because opening with Material Girl is just such a... So, it's such a fun song. And that... Like, that is iconic. Yeah. That is, mm -hmm. like, you hear... you, And even even when the song starts and that isn't there, you can still hear it in right. the bass. It, it, the bass line isn't playing that, but you're like, I know it's going to come later. Yeah. I know they're going to do that after the first yeah. chorus. Like, and also, you get into hear... Um, and over and over is such a fun song. It's, it's just so it's so 80s. it's so but it's like deliciously eighties. Yeah. But what what might be my favorite and I always say this multiple times in every podcast, but I think what might be my favorite Madonna song is Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And when I when I, I give her a lot of shit for her early vocals, I don't have any of those complaints on this song. She sounds incredible. She is belting in like with the best of them. And you, I think you mentioned earlier, there's like that scratchy quality mm -hmm. to her voice. She sounds so wounded and she delivers it with like pathos it's, and it's drama. It's yeah, it's, it's such theatrical, it's so dramatic. And it, mm -hmm. right. And it, it like, it hints at the, all of the characters that she would try on later in her career. Like, when you listen to Love Don't Live Here Anymore, you're like, okay, no one should have been surprised that she could do this. You know? And I also love the strings on it, but I always love strings, so that's... I... Well, and that's something that... Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I love that she really, like, pushes strings into pop music. Yeah. Uh, because I was, I was watching an interview about her uh, making Ray of Light. And she said something like, and this is my manager who sends me a nasty email every time he sees that I have booked a quartet like of strings. <laughs> and it's just like, I could see how in the pop world, it's just like, my God, she brings an orchestra in here and it's not going to sell. But she finds a way to put it into pop music that I think is great. What I also love about um, Like a Virgin is because my mother bought it for me uh, when I was in the fifth grade. During my birthday, we were uh, walking through a Kmart, and I begged her for it. It was $5. So I was in the fifth grade listening to this. And there's, like, elements of, like, doo-woppy, teeny bopperness in it that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. That's, like, in Shooby-Doo. I hate Which is not, not great. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, that, I... <laughs> I Ooh, la, can't, la. I can't, I, like, I can't say bad enough things about Shibidu, honestly. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just, especially when you, you look at, like, the really deep, like, impressive, um, lyrical content that she includes this early in her career, and then she's just, like, sings this little nothing song. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, 1984, when that came out, it was a nine-song album. 1985 when it came out when they had the re-release after they're like oh the success she added one more song into the groove and that fucking song 
I didn't know that wasn't on the original release. That well, only reason is because I when, it was we're, just an when we're doing release. these when we're doing these things, we usually have the track list up so we don't sound like idiots. Because trust me, I will all the time, always. <laughs> but uh, on this particular one, uh, I was like, "Where the fuck is Into the Groove?" Because I know that's on there, and then I had to look it up real quick just now, and it's on the. F- it was released uh, one year later on the on the same album. And it was like trust me, the track list, but that it's such a nice hard dance track. I love so it. Yeah. good. It's so fucking good. And she hates singing it. Really? She says she feels like an idiot. Huh. Because it's a song about nothing. Get into the groove. You know, it, like it's, it's just yeah. one of those songs I heard it and like something shook in me. My like nine year old queer as hell self self in the middle of the South. It's just like I need this. Right. But two gems that I feel like nobody ever talks about on Like a Virgin is I really like the two last songs, which are Stay and Pretender. Pretender. I just really like them. I like the the little background vocals with the guys in in Pretender, and I like the like ding 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 kind of like teeny bopperness that's in it. It's this style that I don't feel is like in the rest that I don't know. Yeah, no, those songs are are fine for me. I think they should have been released or anything. If 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 you include Into the Groove like in the middle of the album as it was on apparently the re-release. I actually, I would be okay if the album just ended before Shooby Doo, um, especially because I think Dress You Up. Oh yeah! Oh my god! So it's such a fun song. And why and wasn't it bigger? Right. Like right. why like, wasn't that a smash single? Well, also because I, let's be honest here, uh, she was still the hard dance girl from 1983. She was maybe a little bit more generic with songs like Borderline and Holiday, but uh, really like Virgin. You think about it, when you hear Like a Virgin and then you listen to the self-titled album, that doesn't sound like the same artist necessarily. Mm. And it's not be, it's because the music, you could maybe buy that instrumental track would have been on self-titled, but that persona and that fucking attitude, mm-hmm. that was not. Yeah. That was is something that bought there. So as such, I'm not horribly surprised between that and Material Girl, two very girly but strong but pointed songs that the, the other songs is, and Into the yeah. Groove and other things like that didn't do as well. They pleased the hardcore dance fans that she grew up with in the mm-hmm. New York dance scene, but it just wasn't the same. I, it I, wasn't the new persona that she was right. putting out. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. the girly pop that had become just the just thing. Just dress you up. Like, if I'm going to pull out Like a Virgin, I never listen to Material Girl and I never listen to Like a Virgin because they've just been so... Overplayed. They're so iconicized so that I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't anymore. I just... Dress you up is just so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why don't people bring this song up more? <laughs> yeah. like, right, well, that's where you listen to the chartographers, so that people will. But hey, I don't want to get too far off course, because I don't want to have a part three of this podcast. Because we've been we giving Fair enough, fair enough, fair right. enough. Right, but guys, listen, we have, uh, like a version at number five, that leaves us with, this is, I can't do this, like a prayer, Ray of Light, Music and Confessions on the Dance Floor. Guys, this is this is where blood, sweat, and glitter comes out, okay? And right oh, now, right now, Taryn, oh, Taryn, I, I know it's your baby, but I have to go with music. No! Oh, music. Yeah. 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 No! I have to. I'm sorry. I know it's your favorite, but it because just, at it this just point doesn't in the stack game, up against yeah. those. Sadly, this point in the game, we have to talk about, like, um, one sound, of course, persona and uh, just career def- defining and moments and I feel like out of all of these albums 
you know, um, music. Well, right. like a prayer, ray like... of light, and confessions on dance were reinventions. Music is a continuation, right? And I feel like those other three albums also totally transcend their era. They just they're just Madonna, and they are mm-hmm. they're they're like I I mean they're different signposts like, along the way. Like a prayer is still pretty 80s but it, it, it breaks out of that mold it, in so many different ways and music for me sounds exactly like the year 2000 okay and here's the here's the thing here's the thing about this though i'm not gonna fight too hard on this this is my baby i'm okay with going at number four but guys this has some of her this is i would argue i put this album on the most out of ones it's, done, it's a because good one. it is the most satisfying, and I know it's not perfect. Because otherwise, I would have been like, "Paradise, I not could, for me." Yeah, and like, and I could also I could hear the argument for confessions on a dance floor here, and I think we should get there before we lock it in, um, especially because what it feels like for a girl is just like such a brilliant song. I love the sample at the beginning mm-hmm. and I love that I mean that bass line that, and that Guy Sigsworth production and just all it's so well, here's it's the thing. so dreamy and so just like and I feel like like specifically what it feels like for a girl then created maybe not a, a sound that was pop like pop didn't go there but indie music totally oh, totally left onto what it feels like for a girl and there's a whole subgenre of music that sounds just like that um i would and here's the other thing i am aware i'm gonna get flack for this and i don't give a shit i would argue that what it feels like for a girl is regardless of uh, uh you know the legacy that any of the others leave i would argue on a purely fundamental production songwriting level what it feels like for girls the greatest song madonna ever made hmm. that is my argument like in terms of pathos and sort of enjoyability and like all these other things i know jericho was i'm not gonna I play know. it at a funeral at a boombox exactly or no like no i'm not expecting you to i just feel like that's and here the weird thing is that i feel like music is such a gimme like just so satisfying like music is goofy is. and terrible and wonderful all at the same yeah. time it's just it's just an an unexpected video right yeah yeah that fucking music video the the cowboy thing just worked for her i'm sorry don't tell me yes Yes. just yes sexy oh my god don't tell me it's such a great song and the oh my god i just wish everybody in the world would have just demanded that the radios played the whole thing right because when it just goes into that instrumental that, that at the soaring end, kind of desert it's Aaron yeah, gorgeous. Uh, like yes. section. yeah it's the right amount of like orchestra and, and this like southerny guitar with like some pop elements just such a damn I know, good song. And it's, I know. it's so it's so unexpected you like when it goes her. there and i know that yeah music, you, I, you just, forget yeah, her i forget it, this it album matter. because it's just so its own world yeah. right and that's the thing like i know it's not her greatest album and i know impressive instant and runaway lover they're goofy they're fun they're, they're a little bit passable right but at the same time when you have music and don't tell me and what it feels like for a girl and even gone on the same gone. album like <laughs> that's just like how when, she hasn't really pared down Actually, her go ahead Sorry, I was just—I would include "Amazing" in that list. Yeah, yeah. 
Call me crazy. I really like Nobody's Perfect. Yeah! I feel like it's the right amount of, like, voice modulations. Because the, the way I was introduced to it, because anytime I heard the album, I, this album took age for me. Mm -hmm. It had elements to it that, like, as a, as a young kid, it wasn't into the groove. It wasn't, like, Material Girl. Yeah. Like, it took getting my heart broken in it. It took, like, you know hitting puberty to get some of this album and I my mother bought me the Drown World tour where she was doing this whole <laughs> geisha yes. I'm doing this honor kind of thing Cabal and I monster. and I can yeah. I Cabal monster um, and I think back on that when I hear the song and it just makes more sense for me like I I'm in this relationship I'm I'm trying to honor you and you're crushing me right. mm -hmm. um and and I've made mistakes but still let me get off of my knees and look into your you eyes get off your and yeah. you know um Jesus loves my pussy best. <laughs> and, <laughs> but again, and and the biggest thing about it is that, like, sometimes when it comes to these debates, we talk about legacy, we talk about the good songs in there, but also sometimes it comes down to whether it be fair or not, there are just times where we talk about the album that you just want to put on right now. Uh, and I think when we talked about, I feel like putting bedtime stories where it did, I felt okay with because... That's not now my necessary... I can respect elements the hell out of that album, but it's not one I'm going to be putting on very recently. Her self-titled, I can put on... I can put on, like, a prayer pretty easily, but I can also put on music. If you ask me which Madonna album you want to listen to, I'm going to say music every single time. Like, that's just the one that I just go to. So then my qualifier... And, and I just... And again, if it's a number four, it's fine, but my qualifier is... You know, not that it's, it's hard... But what album, why would the, are the other albums better? And I think that Journey begins with Confessions on the Dance Floor. Yeah, and Confessions on a Dance Floor, like I said, Confessions on a Dance Floor and music, I think, are kind of tied for me. Mm -hmm. because, I'll go with that. Because music, totally its own little world. Confessions on a Dance Floor, I love that she did the continuous mix. Yes. I yes. Think, and because it, it really, when we're talking about quality of albums, it does so much for just even if even if the songs in there are it kind of makes them meld together a little mm -hmm. bit more than music does it's just when you're when that album is on like if you ask me what album I want to put on right now it's confessions on that's the dance fair. floor that's fair because i usually feel like dancing and you can't you can't sit and dance to an entire madonna album unless it's confessions on a dance floor or like self titled but yeah. But, like, I... I don't know. I just... Like, Hung Up, obviously, I don't even think we really need to talk oh, about no, no, no. it. If you haven't heard Hung Up, please pause buy, this podcast. Buy a pink leotard and get it together. Well, here's, and, and here's my <laughs> argument. Here's my argument. You can talk about how high are the stakes. You can talk about that. You can talk about jump. love. You can talk about jump. jump. Oh, my God, jump. You can jump. talk about all these things. And my only real criticisms with Confessions on a Dance Floor, aside from I Love New York, is the fact that as a continuous oh mix... It does blur together a bit. It does get a little kind of monochromatic in terms of texture. I mean, like songs like Isaac break it up a little bit, a yeah. little bit there. But also, you run into that really hard argument, and it's not that much of an argument. But when you have an opening track that is hung up, one of the greatest pop singles she has ever released. How do you have an album where the, every song has to compare up to that after? It's, well, especially when you. I mean, because. Uh, before we move on from Hung Up, um, <laughs> it is so infinitely better than the song that it samples. Yes! Oh my god! Yes! yes. yes. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight by ABBA. Gimme a man after midnight. A fun song. Just cheap. Yeah, it's, she, it's, it's fun, a cheap, joyous, fun, but that Swedish pop song. She The sample gives was it, brilliant. The oh sample, my god! And, like, you, and who, who would think of that? Because who, who thinks of taking... 
Abba and being like, let's make this fucking dark. Right. Like, <laughs> and that's exactly right. what Hung Up is. And, and the I video love, was perfect. The video was yeah. perfect, and I love the the clock samples in it. Yeah. And, like, it's and just, it's so This also feels like old, old aging. This is like Madonna, and I, I hate to say this. I don't want to sound ageist here, but I really feel like this is Madonna acting her age. Like, this is one of the things where, like, she's dancing and she's making a dance album, but it's not, like, hard candy where it's, like, I'm still a provocatrice. Well, and like, people gave her a lot of shit about her age and being in a pink leotard, too, but my thing works, is, is, though. like, my thing is, is, like, yeah, there's age, but if you got the body, exactly. why the fuck can't you show it? <laughs> and she right. still has the body. Yeah. Like, hashtag, I'm doing sprints right now to get a better body, and when I get it, I'm gonna show it. Yeah. You know, like if she's got it and does, if anybody knows anything about Madonna is that you have to, to work for her. You have to be physically fit and put nothing but good things in your body. Like health is important to this woman. She does yoga. She does Pilates. Uh, guys, when the room is the full of Pilates. We are going to talk about all the things she said during the Truth or Dare tour because there's a lot to get through on that. Oh my God. Uh, but also, I mean, I love Isaac. I just also want to put that it, out. Yeah. Great yeah. song. Really and, fun. I, and I love that there was a controversy over it before the song was released oh yeah so, and yeah sorry talk about it yeah tell us yeah wasn't like the pope or, or some like because elected a lot of official was just like yeah oh you're saying something it's about like this guy. it's like no yeah i also love and i mean she has done it since ray of light but it especially works well on isaac too the indian influence yes it just it and, and, and that's, and that's a great way yeah. of breaking up that album is because it's so it's it's four to the floor dance beats continuous mix and then Isaac just throws that at you and it has it's not anywhere else on the album and it's just uh it it works so well and you, you're just like you're and like you the, ooh, and it, uh, the best part about it too is simply just like her humming like yeah. the yeah. it just makes like your skin jump right. it's just really good crafting music but the only thing I will say though Let It Will Be um, was a pretty unremarkable part of that song that's where the blur comes in I because actually that... I like that song I like Let It Will okay, Be okay fine I didn't like Push Me or whatever Push just yeah, yeah Push yeah. near the end but then we do run, and here's the thing. There's also, not, Future Lovers is like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it's just, fun, but it's fine. And here's I the thing, like music it. has some weaker songs, but Confessions on the Dance Floor has I Love New York. Then <laughs> here's the thing, the groove, and this is one of those times where Madonna has a great groove, well, and, and I then, love the groove, I love the rock guitars. If you don't like my attitude, then you can F, F off. off. All right. <laughs> and also, but F they, off. But, 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 Evan... Other cities make her feel like a dork. Oh, I didn't realize that. And she go to out to Texas. Know. Isn't that Isn't where, that they, where they, they golf? Yeah. Oh my God. No like, one's denying that that's a shitty song. <laughs> but let me give you an image. I was going to a trip to Wisconsin <laughs> once in a van with a bunch of bears. Uh huh. I love gay, this gay bears, everyone. Not, not actual just, wild. Not bears. just a bunch of stuffed teddy bears. <laughs> and we were all shaken to it. And in that moment, I had never felt more closer to people. Making fun of this damn song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. you were still making fun okay. of it, well, though. Well, <laughs> also, have we mentioned Sorry? Because I think that Sorry, for me... Oh, yeah! Least, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually that's, a solid one. I think that is... Go the, I think that's the only song that 
really stands up to hung up. Oh, Obviously, see, it's not hung up, right. but it's, it is. I really like it. Really, together. yeah, good. And I really here's the other thing too is that Confessions on a Dance Floor by it is easily a better album experience than music. But music's the key tracks on music, the highs they reach. Like hung up is on that level, but like there's so many more highs. Yeah. So here's the th- here's the tough thing I would say if you're on Confessions. No, see, I actually. I'm I'm not. I think confessions can go it. That's why I wanted to talk it out. Yeah. And now that we've talked about it, I think confessions goes at number four and music goes at number three. Here's my counterpoint. Okay. I feel like music, the hits, kind of would fit into what was going on musically then. I mean, it definitely stands out. Okay. But... Confessions was just like off the wall. This doesn't sound like anything that's out right now. That's true. It did it's, not sound like American. It's right. 05, yeah. and it's a disco album. Yeah, and, and why am I listening to a song by Nelly and then this coming on? Like, just so provocative. It was predictive. And also, like, and it's a and weird thing. What a rebound from the disaster, not to me, was, but to, other to people, most, yeah. that American public, Life was. Yeah. It's just definitely, it was like a, okay, you didn't like that? Great. Well, I got this, bitch. And it was yeah, totally, amazing. Totally. Yeah. Music came off of a the amazing that was Ray of Light, working with the same producer. This was like... Okay, I'm gonna put on another hat and show you that I can still do this and bring out one of the most amazing albums of her career. I just like what a great rebound. I I will be fine if this goes either way. So I say confessions at number three. I say music at number three. I tear and I think it might come down to you, baby. It comes down to you. Okay, then I I think we should go with confessions at number four. And music at number three. And it, here's it a, is, it's a really close call. But guys, this is I'll like, we are talking so about two albums that we all collectively love a lot. Love, and there's a yeah. very good reason for that. But that being said, we are now down to the toughest battle of all. We are down to Ray of Light versus Like a Prayer. It's no question I think for me. we should talk about both before we I know what Jericho say thinking. what the rankings are I I think like a prayer is iconically her biggest album mm-hmm. iconically yes it has agree. the coke scandal it has <laughs> her going back to um, her roots with like Catholicism mm-hmm. it has that amazing video introducing like um, gospel choirs into pop music express yourself the whole feminist movement mm-hmm. and everything and uh, really openly talking about her failed marriage her failed yeah. marriage I loved your Jesse too mm-hmm. just on the side other than okay, those there. tracks, I do like Keep It Together and talking about her family and how she kind of like had to get out and make her own person, whatever. And uh, Oh Father, kind of fun, kind of fun. It's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to talk about child abuse. Let's, let's talk about it. Um, other than that, I, I know the album is iconic and I, and I love the upbeat of Cherished, but um, I, I just... Uh, Ray of Light is just clearly a number one for me. I So for me, uh, I really can't decide. Because for me, like, Ray of Light is is amazing. Amazing. It is amazing. And I know that Evan disagrees with me, but I actually think that the opener is really fun. 
the drowned world portion is like it's very dreamy and it's Mm -hmm. like here's an introduction to what is going to be kind of a sort of a trip hoppy Mm -hmm. odd album very odd album for the time and it's gonna have a lot of like this is where for the first time she introduces her indian elements and just it's it's so unlike anything that was out at the time and then it, it it swells into like basically what the rest of the album is going to be by the end of that track. And I think that's really fun. Um, And it just, it it keeps going. Swim is a really great song. And obviously Ray of Light is an incredible pop moment. It's it. I mean, and I still don't think there has been even since there wasn't another pop song that sounded like that. It was completely unique unto itself. When I was a young lad and watching the Box TV, the UHF Pay What You Will music video channel that existed for people who didn't have cable and only had UHF, people who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about, uh, that was one of my first introductions to Madonna was actually the Ray of Light video because that Mm -hmm. came out around that exact time. And I'm just like, I didn't know what it was and I really liked it. But when I was doing research for this, you know, here's the thing. If you drop that beat on me right now, I'd be like, pretty good. That guitar intro to that motherfucking song is so good. Uh, so and good. raises your spirit so much yeah. that when that beat drops, you're just in that moment. Yeah. And the thing is that that sound... Mm. Oh, go ahead. And that's one of her best vocal deliveries in her yes. whole career. And, and I feel... Oh, and so the controversy that I think it is... I w- would you say that when she's doing those... Can I feel when she starts doing that? I think she's doing that with her own voice. I don't think that's an effect. I think she's just like kind of yeah, right. I don't. I don't right. think it's a. It's not because it. It's too clean for it to be sampled. Right. I think she's just. She's because then she has that long note that. at the end of it yeah. too. And for me, I'm just like I'm just imagining her in the studio, just going yeah, 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 and just like that's yeah. like amazing. Like when has she ever done anything like that? Right. Like, well, and even even just the opening like the first time her vocals come in she's like zephyr in the sky right and that's just like who opens a pop song with the word zephyr like madonna does and so (laughs) sorry go just here's why it's amazing this was a risk this was a huge Huge risk ass Risk. Especially right after she just course corrected her career with Bedtime Stories. In 1994, it took, took a huge uh, break. Yeah. And but did a here's, here's the end result of what it is. It's, it's even an album that still I don't think people make. It's an album about reflection. It's an album about peace. It's an album about owning up to, it's just like, I was, I was wild. I have a child and I've changed my mind. It's so calming it's about reflection it's about inner peace yeah. it's about looking for it it's just this calmness mm-hmm. from her that we will never see again it's some of the best writing she uses metaphors similes the visual imagery in just every single song yeah the vocal work the just taking the videos, all of them are just like, I'm going to present this image and it, and let's talk about reinvention of just this calm, serene, just, I don't know. It was just this moment. We had this album. I feel like it struck gold and then we never saw that part of her again. Yeah. But like, it ain't perfect. It ain't perfect, 
I feel vocally it's better than Like a Prayer. Okay. I feel... Here's pop. Here's <laughs> conventional pop. Uh-huh. Like a Prayer. Here's a risk as an artist, mm-hmm. Ray of Light. Without Like a Prayer, could Ray of Light have happened? Probably not. No. I don't think if... Like a Prayer never happened and it was just True Blue that this would have ever fruitioned I would agree. out of her. But if we're talking about somebody being an artist, taking a risk, changing music, introducing influences, this album just, I feel, just stands alone and just did things that just surprised the hell out of me even to this day. Also, like, the best non-single song is Candy Perfume Girl. Candy Perfume oh, Girl. Those what? rock what? elements. What? That's the worst song on this album. No. Nope. Sorry. No. Nope. I totally nope. disagree. And, and I was I waiting to get there. Love <laughs> the Shanti. Oh, yeah. The Shanti Ashtangi. Ashtangi. I still have no yeah. clue what the fuck <laughs> language that's in. Right. It's in, it's in Hindi. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. No, it's this is... She spent two years learning yoga and then she mm-hmm. all, all this, I, is, this is so this is like a very um i don't think it's I've, a tra- I've read what it means in english i don't but. think it's a traditional text per se i think it's more modern than that but it's very much like a very famous yogi wrote this it's like it's from a book of poems to like center yourself who's gonna do that on a pop album yeah. and make it something that my mother would play over and over again Mm-hmm. And just like but, no one could do that, but We're never then, gonna get nothing. Here's the, here's the only thing. Here's the only thing about Ray of Light is uh, I mean, in comparing it with Like a Prayer, what Like a Prayer has something that none of her albums have, and that is tension, and that is an actual palpable tension. Because you think about the free spiritedness of Express Yourself. You think about that kind of joyous gay anthem that that became, and just how empowering and you know beautiful and joyous that, and then immediately also having then till death do us part. I and love you have, that song. And you have this tension of like her kind of, and even like a prayer, these moments of joy undercut with these moments that because again she's a tabloid person, she's out there in the media. You have to know her persona to buy into it, which I would say maybe gives Ray of Light an advantage because you don't have to know anything about her to enjoy that album. But because you know the things about like a prayer, because you know her life and her breakup with Sean Penn, you dive into that. You have a little bit more pathos in that end, where all of a sudden some of these songs take on meaning of just like not just this is a bitter breakup song, this is oh this is a bitter breakup song because of all of that shit that yeah. I've heard about. And and the thing about Ray of Light for me is that while I love that album and it undoubtedly deserves to be at one of these two places, and you know, it, it has I think Little Star is a really oh, it's it's so, yeah, under, so, so yes. underrated because it's it's so it's so understated. Song. Can we talk about and skin? so <laughs> and skin. Yes. Skin. And yet those that songs build. And then she put out the power of goodbye and frozen as singles. As singles. Those and don't me, those don't strike in the same way. The power of goodbye doesn't doesn't do it for or me. Or nothing for really sure. matters, which has the music um, video where you're lost to the Benny Hunt. But but see the thing is the, I the, love frozen and nothing really matters like i thought the whole memoirs of a geisha vibe vibe um because because i watched an interview on that last week as well about (laughs) how the whole thing was inspired by that i just just such a good song maybe not the greatest single but i just think frozen it's like again we're gonna put pop music into this dramatic orchestra unconventional way and the song got to like what nine see the, the like, thing about frozen though is that, that it feels like the most conventional 
thing on the album for me. It feels like I, it feels like I feel like Ray of Lies. 90s pop balladry. No, no, no. I feel like I feel like for me that'd be the same. But Power of Goodbye is kind of in that same vein. Even yeah. with the production work, like as a song, it's very traditional. But so what I was gonna say earlier though is like Ray of Light, really great, totally unlike anything else before. Or totally after. right. But I I can't overlook the pure, incredible <laughs> collection of pop singles that is like a prayer. Like Except even for love even song. the songs that weren't that weren't hits like really just click and just and even even like the ballads where again i'm gonna complain about her vocal takes oh father has like some of of the worst vocals of her career and but even even with that i still enjoy the song and when you have something like till death do us part where it's it's so it's a really like heartbreaking lyrics on this like really up-tempo, like, boppy beat. Yeah. And then right after the chorus ends, that beat takes a dark minor key turn and goes mm-hmm. into that instrumental break, and then we get back into the verse. Like, it's... it's That should have been a pop single, or should have been a hit for me. But then you, you have Like a Prayer, Express Yourself, and Cherish on there, which are just, like, those are all... Uh, on par with the song Ray of Light for me, whereas, like, I don't think that Ray of Light has other... A counterpart. Uh, counterparts on there. Again, it's really great, it's really solid, but it doesn't have other songs that, like, really just fucking hit that pop nail on the head. Whereas, uh, like, Like a Prayer has four of them in the first half. Yeah, Jericho, walk us through your uh, Like a Prayer take. Uh, like a Prayer... Has, you don't deny it. There should be in the top two. Oh, oh agree. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, the hard thing about like a prayer is that because it's coming, and when it's put up against ray of light, we're definitely coming back to at the end of the day, this is pop music. Yeah. And definitely, um, <sighs> like a prayer <laughs> is pop music at its finest. But for me, um, like a prayer has songs I want to skip. Like I don't like the song she does with Prince. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just and I love Prince. I love me some Prince, and, that and I song love Prince. Is hot dog shit. Song. I, I'm sorry when really when pop song. royalty is together gets together like that. It should have been something better well, than that. But especially because when you hear her talk about that that session, like mm-hmm. she just sent a message to Prince and was like, "Let's do something together." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Great, let's do it." But you have to come to Minnesota in January. So that's, they were recording together and writing songs in Minnesota in January, which for those of you who don't know, (laughs) the Twin Cities are the coldest city in the US. Minnesota is the coldest state in the US and they were there in the dead of winter. And they wrote five songs that all could have been included on the album. Right. And this is the one she included, which makes me think that None of it was good. Maybe their I mean, songwriting styles just don't mesh, which honestly, when you listen to their discographies, kind of makes sense. Right. I mean, they the, don't really fit together. Right. And then, you know, and later on, I mean, they were still buddies. Prince actually offered her the lead role in his uh, 1995 film Graffiti Bridge, the proposed quote unquote sequel to Purple Rain. And Madonna read the script and said, quote, this is shit, and refused to be in part of it. Because if there's anything <laughs> you know about was. Madonna, she tells it like it is. Well, and like, it's just so. 
it's just so conflicting because you have that song, you have um, Dear Jesse, which is kind of just like whatever. I love Dear Jesse. Um, I do too. No, sorry. Yeah, like yeah. I, we have to talk about. I, that. I, I <laughs> promise to try if we want to talk about bad vocals. What was a pitch she found in the song? <laughs> like if we want to talk about bad vocal, bad bad. bad vo- vocals, I should have done yeah. a vocal warm up before coming into this thing. Yeah. Um, in contrast with that, how just vocally the best she's ever been in Ray of Light. I don't feel Ray of Light for me maybe has two songs I would skip. There's a good handful I feel like in Like a Prayer that I would skip because I'm sorry, Act of Contrition isn't a song. It's an interlude. But she didn't want to pull a 1989 Janet Jackson uh, because that's when that thing was going on. Or maybe this happened before. I kind of Um, just pretend that's not there and... I, like although I love it, I love it. What do you mean I'm not in the computer? It's it's hilarious. Not a song. So again, it's, it's actually Ray of like Light, kind of hard to listen to. Again, yeah. Ray um, of Light. We have way more songs, vocally better, and less things that we want to skip. So I feel like we're getting more. What the conflicting thing is, is that you are getting like a prayer, and express yourselves which hands down defined an era. Yeah. The videos, they defined a woman. They defined a generation. They're so, such an iconic and moment. For those who yeah. don't know the Like a Prayer video, here she is singing with a gospel choir in front of burning crosses. Uh, like well, she had like a $3 million dollar Pepsi deal. Yeah. And that aired once. Yeah. I think the commercial aired once and they pulled her from it. And I think made her give back the three million or, so, or something like some, that. Some it was just such a thing, but it was marketing geniusness. Yeah, because trust <laughs> me, again, as she learned and as she learned here, she learned with like a virgin and learned for the rest of her career. Controversy sells. Uh, you know, yeah. even again, even when it's your lowest selling album in the form of American Life, it's still you know not not a lot could have saved that album, but uh, that one the controversy did help at least make people aware of it to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Same as when she was doing Rebel Heart and was putting Instagram photos of uh, people like Martin Luther King and other people with that would cover art wire around their face, talking as she's talking about other rebel hearts that existed in oh, history. Yeah, no, that but she also did that with like Marilyn a... Monroe and stuff as well. I feel yeah. like people were looking for something to bitch about. She, but um, she also gave like, it to him. I, sorry. I mean, she knows no, no, what no. she's doing. Yeah, I but... can't just let you shit on Dear Jesse though. Because <laughs> while, okay. It had cartoons See, in the video. So what? <laughs> right. So did music. Yeah. That's um, fair. The other it's thing not about, top two. The it? other thing about Dear Jesse is like the lyrics are ridiculous. Yes, they're very, like, saccharine, but if we're discounting every song with bad lyrics while we're talking about Madonna, we're not going to have a lot left. So, but, like, but I, the instrumentation on it is so unlike anything else in her whole discography, and I love that it's, it's very steady, and it's so, it's, like, it's a fairy tale, and then for the bridge, she just completely shifts tempo and like I think even um, time signature, like it's it goes into three four, whereas the rest of the song is in four four, and then the outro has these all these like strings, these gorgeous strings that then like she samples and fades for the end. And I I don't know, I think it's a really fun song, um, and especially like closing off that run of like a prayer, express yourself. Till Death Do Us Part 
promise to try cherish dear jesse i just like that I can't, run that, that run, run save love like song. ray of light is an amazing album but it doesn't have a run like that it just doesn't have it doesn't have that like full concise like this is incredible I would I would just respectfully disagree. I feel like all but the points that you, you made. Did you say I would this respectfully or disrespectfully? I would I, I respectfully I respect <laughs> your opinion, but but I disagree. But right. I feel like all the elements that you're praising in the songs are pushed even further and were breakthroughs for the sound of the well, entire album. So now that I've said that though, <laughs> I do totally hear your point. So why there's a part two on Ray of Light, where. It's yeah. It's clearly the best vocals of her career. It's and so I don't know. I I I felt very strongly going into this podcast that like a prayer was my number one. I think Evan, you have to call it. Uh, and here's the thing: I was so ready to be like like a prayer easy, but uh, until I started hearing Jericho's arguments, and, and he made a very no, I am fully no. Sure. I was it I just, heard it just it. changed exactly. Me. It's just like <laughs> because because you, you'll notice in podcasts like until you have to defend it in front of people that are mm-hmm. like listening to it, then all of a sudden you're saying things you're like, oh my god, I never thought about it as I'm saying it. Kind of yeah, moments we yeah. like have all these things, and I agree. And it's just like and, yeah, and I can't, I can't overlook that on Ray of Light there's no garbage. There's no fat. There's no garbage. There's no garbage and there's garbage and like, on Like but, a Prayer. And here's the thing, like there's no garbage but the songs on Like a Prayer just, it's, I mean, it's, it, with they're, certain exceptions, reach on the next level. a different level, yeah. but then it's brought down by Love Song and it's just this this back and, and forth. Her, and, and again, I, like I, t- I can't overlook her bad vocals on, you're right, on Promise to Try and Oh Father and Spanish Eyes. They all have, like, oh, she's pushing so hard to get Just those like, alto take it a notes key down. out. Yeah. Like, why? Well, no, and it, but it's not like, even that it's high. It's the worst parts are when it, she goes into her lowest range, for me mm-hmm. at least, because that's when she's really has the tightness in her throat. Right, and that's the other, and see, then, and even then, I'm looking at it from a legacy perspective, in terms of, like, Ray of Light was that radical reinvention, both of herself and pop music as it was uh, at the time, but then also, if True, following True Blue and Like a Virgin, True Blue was a very much, again, much more formal, uh, and Like a Prayer was, like, I am that controversial bitch from uh, Like a Virgin, because this is another album that I've titled Laika, uh, as if that was a clue enough to kind of, like, <laughs> almost like a direct sequel, in terms of that bitch, she's back. And uh, providing uh, just just so much more to feed off of, and it's just I'm so fucking torn I about actually, this. It's hard. Yeah. I, if you're still torn, I think we can give it to Jericho. You know, no, you don't. You no, don't no, have no. to give no, it. No, I'm me. not saying. Like, I'm I I phrased that poorly. I'm not giving it to Jericho. I'm <laughs> saying you, you you have made a very good case for Ray of Light. Okay, you know here's here's what we're gonna do, guys. We had a really tight race for number three and number four. We're not going to put this up for fan vote because I don't want to see those statistics yet. But <laughs> I will say, just for now and actually for all time, because it's a shared talk version, this is how we do it, I think we can call it. I am okay. And this was a well-fought battle. I am okay with putting Like a Prayer at number two. Yeah. And Ray of Light. Are we sure? At number I know. one. I'm sure. It's okay. listen, Jericho. If you fight me, if you say, "Are you sure?" One more time, then I am going to give you <laughs> no, the argument that slays it. Le- legitimately, 
for me, they were switched going in, mm -hmm. but it's, I mean, they're the top two. It's not like I had Ray of Light right. at yeah. number four, you know? It's like, it Fair really enough. is. Fair enough. Yeah. So for the part two of our podcast, guys, number nine was American Life. Number eight was the self-titled. Number seven was Bedtime Stories. Number six was Rebel Heart. Number five, Like a Virgin. Number four, Confessions on the Dance Floor. Number three, Music. Number two, Like a Prayer. And number one is Ray of Light. And guys, listen, this is the first time we've ever done a part two. If you want to hear numbers 10 through 14, I strongly encourage you to listen to the part one if you haven't already because that was a fucking discussion also, and a half. Also, our, our seven through nine would have made no sense to you because <laughs> yeah, we exactly. did it right at the beginning. We did it right there, <laughs> exactly. But guys, listen. Here's the thing. We've broken this conversation up to two parts and Jericho, you're good for a little bit longer, right? I am. Because we're going to have a happy hour mini-sode where we're just going to talk Our about drinks. the worst Madonna song. We're going to talk we're about... And, and her most egregious lyrics. And her most egregious lyrics and the best Madonna stories and right now now I'm thinking of a few, including the amazing Quentin Tarantino one. And oh, guys, yes. there is so much more to get into. But in the meantime, Taryn, thank you. You are my material girl, and I'm so glad you're here. What? And Jericho. I'll be your all the way, May. That came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to. What gonna, can I say? Why did I pick You're that? my crybaby. And guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Like us on the Facebook. Listen to us. And most importantly, leave your fucking comments. Please comment. We please. had an amazing substantive discussion about this entire discography. Even if, even if you haven't listened to all of the albums and can't give us a full list, give us your top three. Give right. us, how would you rank the ones you're familiar with? Like, really, we do want to know. So, yeah. I know. So throw that in there. And in the meantime, keep on listening. You know that we'll be. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.